Reader's Digest presents Hollywood 360 with your host, Carl Amari. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. And suits so fine, they made Sinatra look like a hobo. Is this your place, Carl? Yeah, what do you think? Really? It's really awful. But I have a lot of things that are on order. You know, credit trouble. Pay more attention to your schoolwork and listen to the radio. You always listen to the radio. It's different. Our lives are ruined already. The Whistler. Self-destruct in five seconds. Hello, everyone. I'm Carl Amari, and this is Hollywood 360, the radio show that presents all things entertainment, including movie reviews, celebrity interviews, classic radio shows, trivia contests, and showbiz news. This hour on Hollywood 360, I'll present a terrific adventure set in Havana on Bold Venture, starring Humphrey Bogart and Lauren Bacall. But first... National movie critic Sarah Adamson is here to review two films that recently released, Suffragette and Truth. Hey, Sarah, how are you? I'm doing great, Carl. How are you? Excellent. Let's talk about Suffragette. You work at the laundry? Part-time from when I was seven, full-time from when I was 12. We meet Mondays and Thursdays if you're interested. You're a suffragette, Mrs. Elliott. I consider myself more of a soldier. As Mrs. Panker says, it's deeds, not words, that will get us the vote. What's this film all about? Well, it's rated PG-13. It's a drama based on actual facts by Focus Features. The year is 1912 in the U.K. Mm-hmm. We have Carrie Mulligan. The year I was born. Oh, yeah. Carl. Gosh, you look great. right? <laughs> I've been taking my vitamins. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. We have Helen Bonham Carter and Meryl Streep, all three, in this powerful historical drama. And they are fighting for equal rights, particularly the right to vote. Yeah. The director is Sarah Gavron, and screenplay credit goes to Allie Morgan. And together, they researched this movie for years to really get it right. You know, this is the first movie about this topic ever. Right. Women did not have the right to vote back in these days, and there was like this underground of these women that were like, we are going to win the right to vote. And it was violent. Yes, it, it was. was. It was like gangs in New York almost, right, you know, happening right. here and, and men beating up women and all this crazy stuff. All right. Well, the women decided, you know what? We are going to take war on any property whatsoever. Right. And that's what they do. They break windows, anything. The mailboxes are blowing up. All they figure kinds of stuff squeaky happens. wheel gets the grease, right? Right. Mm-hmm. right. They were, wouldn't be ignored much longer. That's right. All right. Another clip from Suffragette. For 50 years, we have labored peacefully to secure the vote for women. We've been ridiculed, battered, and ignored. Punish those responsible, whatever way you can. (laughs) Mama! What did you think of the film? You know, I'm way in on this one. Three and a half stars. The acting is incredible. Right. And you learn so much. I had no idea all this went on. I mean, and you can't even believe what these women had to do to change history. Right. They were beaten, jailed, force-fed. That was mm-hmm. a big part of it at one mm-hmm. point mm-hmm. when they went on hunger strikes, which was really weird. And, you know, as I said, this is the first major picture, motion picture about this topic. And I think it's really important that everyone see it. I mean, if anybody's a hero in history, these women are. Right. And Carrie Mulligan gives an incredible performance. She's just a terrific young actress. She's been in a lot of stuff. She but has. she's just amazing. She really is. She, her character is based on a composite character okay. of the entire movement. And you know, it really wasn't until 1918 that they finally said it was okay to vote for yeah. women in just only the UK. Right. 
but you had to be 30 years or older. <laughs> and you had to own a house. <laughs> <laughs> so they narrowed it down. They did. All right. Well, uh, so how many stars? Three and a half. Three and a half stars for Suffragette. Let's talk now about truth. I put the team together. We have Lucy Scott to run point. Colonel Roger Charles worked Abu Ghraib for us. Mike Smith, he was a researcher for us back in 2000. What's our next move? I might have something for the election. The President of the United States may have gone AWOL from the military. So what's this film all about? It's rated R. It's a drama based on facts by Sony Pictures. The film's setting is 2004, and it centers on veteran CBS news producer Mary Mapes. And she's played by Kate Blanchett. Mm -hmm. Now, Mary Mapes obtained these documents alleging that in the 70s, George W. Bush received special treatment from officials of the Texas Air National Guard in order to avoid being drafted Mm -hmm. and sent to fight in Vietnam. Right, right, right. I mean, that that was pretty serious. Oh, yeah, very serious, especially when your president, you know, allegedly your president is lying to the American people about his service. Yes. To America. So Dan Rather, played by Robert Redford, breaks the story on 60 Minutes. Did you ever watch that show? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wasn't it great? Tick, 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 Oh, yeah. There you go. You got it. Sure. And the segment aired four months before the presidential election. Oh, Well, immediately the documents were under fire. Yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. All right. Another clip from Truth. What we are talking about is you bringing your politics into your report. I did nothing of the kind. Where does politics not enter into this? Our story was about whether the president fulfilled his service. Nobody wants to talk about that. They want to talk about fonts and forgeries. And they hope to God the truth gets lost in the scrum. So, Sarah, what did you think of this film? I'm out. Two and a half stars. You know, for this film to work, Robert Redford has to convince us that he's Dan Rather. Oh, boy. Mm -mm. It's Robert Redford. (laughs) Being Robert Redford, I do not see Dan Rather. And I used to watch that show a lot. Yeah. You know, and Kate Blanchett, she's excellent in it. But her character, I don't know what they've done to her here other than she's like having this breakdown. Yeah. It's like the same character in Blue Jasmine. Right. But my buddy Stacey Keach is in this (gasps) film. Yes. And he's great in everything he does, isn't he? Yes. Let's talk about Stacey Keach. Wow. He's great in it. And they all gave great performances. I mean, Robert Redford. Dennis Quaid is in this movie as well. Yes. So big cast. Yes. So uh, Topher Grace. Yeah. So uh, how many stars for Truth? Two and a half. Two and a half. All right. So two and a half stars for Truth, but uh, three and a half stars for three. Suffragette. Three and a half. Three and a half. See Suffragette at a theater near you. Sarah Adamson says, check out all of her reviews, not just the one she does here on Hollywood 360 at her website, which is sarahsbackstagepass.com. Sarah, great having you on the show. Well, thank you, Carl. It's always my pleasure to be here. All right, Lisa Wolf. When we come back, it's Bold Venture starring Humphrey Bogart and Lauren Bacall. You ready for that? I'm looking forward to it. All right, stick around. Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360. Brought to you by Reader's Digest. All right, Lisa Wolf, are you ready for... Bold venture. Bold venture. There have been many Hollywood power couples, but few held as much clout as Humphrey Bogart and Lauren Bacall. They had a scandalous May-December romance that began during the filming of To Have and Have Not and blossomed into one of Hollywood's strongest marriages. Along their movie projects, they came up with a radio series, Bold Venture, which premiered in 1951. The characters and situations of Bold Venture were similar to ones which had worked in Bogart films before, including To Have and Have Not. 
Bogart played Slate Shannon, an amalgam of Bogart characters, owner of a small hotel a la Rick in Casablanca, and a charter boat operator in the Caribbean a la To Have and Have Not and Key Largo. Playing Sailor Duval was Lauren Bacall, who is just as sultry and alluring as she was on screen. Money was more abundant in film, so the power couple ultimately weren't interested long-term in the radio series Jumping Ship after a season and a half, with Bogart saying, eh, I got tired of it. I never uh, listened to it, but Betty did. She liked to hear her voice. <laughs> like you, Lisa. Like you. Yeah. Like you. All right, here's Spanish Gold from November 18th, 1951. Humphrey Bogart and Lauren Bacall star now in Bold Venture. Bold Venture. Adventure, intrigue, mystery, romance, starring Humphrey Bogart and Lauren Bacall. Together in the sultry setting of tropical Havana and the mysterious islands of the Caribbean. Bold Venture. Once again, the magic names of Humphrey Bogart and Lauren Bacall bring you Bold Venture and a tale of mystery and intrigue. Now in Havana, there is a small hotel. From here to there, they come pell-mell. No elevators or curtains of lace. It's known all over as Shannon's place. <laughs> you like that, Mr. Slate? Oh, sure do. You have another verse, King? Every time, Miss Sailor. Look, we've got work to do. If you don't mind, I'd like to get on with it. We've been sitting here for three hours now talking about it. All I'd like you to do is say yes or no. What I say, sailor? Yes or no? Well, I'd like it. It's the thing I've always wanted to do. If you want my opinion, Mr. Sleep. Sure. I've heard stories like this before. Spanish gold. Nothing ever happens. Down in the barrio, secret treasure maps get sold all day long. I know the man who draws them. The man just made a point, Whit. I beg your pardon, then, and yours, too. Because I'm not making myself clear. Look, I have nothing so tangible as a map. All I have is this knowledge that on the island in Flamingo Cay, there is Spanish gold. And this you learned in college. That's right. Now, you people don't have to smile about it. Mr. Cheney and I are serious. That's why he sent me to you. You don't have to smile. I wasn't smiling. Thank you, Mr. Val. Let's see the charts again. <laughs> sure, sure, Mr. Cheney. Now, look. See? Your boat could make it easily right, right through the Bahama Channel and along the banks, eh? Uh, here. Here's Flamingo K, about 30 small islands. Now, this one. Here, here's one. Due south of Exmouth Sound. Here's a nickel slate. Yeah. Heads we go, tails we don't. Tails. Tails we don't. I said two out of three. <laughs> yeah, that's right, you did. Heads. One more. Heads. Heads we go. Well, start in the morning. Wait about six. Oh, that's swell. swell. I'll see you then, huh? Uh, I don't think I'll be able to sleep. You won't be sorry. Take it easy, boy. Wait. Uh-huh. Did he bite? <laughs> I learned a word for his type in college. Sucker. <laughs> I'm going to tell you something, Joe, just between you and me. All right. 
I feel good. Ah, I feel good all over. Well, I'm glad for you. Yeah, that's a feeling I like. All that loot just waiting for me. For both of us. For both of us. You're a greedy boy, Whit. That's what makes you so useful. But you'll remember something, Whit. Anything you ask me, I'll remember. Anything you tell me, I'll remember. That's good, because it's my party I call the dance you won't forget now, college boy. <laughs> Joe, tell me more about yourself. Tell me again how a man like you comes on a dream like this. Yeah, I had me a boat once. I tore the insides out of it on a coral reef in Flamingo Cay, and I got ashore. It is like you said, the stuff that glinted on the beach wasn't just sand. You make me young again, Joe. It just lay there teasing me, pirate salute whispering to me in the sun. Then a shadow come over it, a guy and his wife. Mr. and Mrs. Mark Bryan? Yeah, a college boy, Mark Bryan and his wife. He told me the island belonged to them. He told me don't touch. He told me fix your boat and go away. I went away. But he won't do that to us again, will he? Uh-uh, college boy. And our sucker, Slade Shannon. And that pretty drain that hangs on him. What do we do with them, Joe? We use them. Then we lay a Spanish doubloon on their foreheads so they shine in the sun. So the seagulls can find them. <sighs> Thank you, Joe. I can sleep now. I hope you're a good navigator, Shannon. Now don't worry about it. That college boy, Whit, he looks worried, and he's got an education. The Bold Venture's gotten through barrier reefs before. Hey, look, Cheney, why don't you trail your feet in the water, light a cigarette, or spit into the wind, the things people are supposed to do on a boat? Well, you're a good sailor, Shannon. Look at that island. That's pretty, huh? All that loot, and all you have to do is tie up at that pier. It's pretty small. I'll make it. Five feet here, Slade. Shannon. Yeah? It's not a whole lot of room between the bottom of this boat and that coral. Quarter less five. Charlie off, Slade. Four. Easy. Ah, yeah, that does it. We'll tie up here. Maybe. Huh? Look what we got, a committee standing on the beach. It's got a gun, Cheney. What is this? What it is is Mark Bryan and Ms. Bryan looking as red-headed as usual. Taylor! Taylor, come here! What is it, Slate? I'll make it fast. I'm going calling. Hey, that looks like a shotgun the man's holding. He couldn't miss with it if he tried. Just make her fast, sailor. Hello. Get out of here. Your name Brian? You're Mrs. Brian. My name is Slate Shannon. Hello, Slate Shannon. Get back on your boat and get out of here. I've counted four on your boat. We can put you up. We're lousy with bamboo shacks. I weave them in my spare time. You've come for the gold. It's dug up and put away. I didn't say anything about gold. Who are you trying to fool? That man, him, standing on the pier? Don't you think I know him? <laughs> Joe Cheney. Why don't you just listen for a minute? Listen? You listen. What do you think of... Oh. Brian. Oh. oh. That crazy college mm. punk. Shot my husband. What do you know? Someone finally called Mark's bluff. Pick him up, oh. Mr. Shannon. As I said, I've got accommodations for everybody. Oh, oh. Sorry, Mr. <sighs> Bryan. 
That's all right, my boy. I don't expect you to mend me without some hurt. One more twist of bandage and you... Oh. You know, you're a good place. If I'm ever shot in the shoulder, if I'm ever hit, remind me to call you. Yeah, I'll do that. Yeah, two weeks and you'll have your shoulder back, Mr. Bryan. Uh, you want me to be grateful? Shall I kiss the hands that heal me? I think we could bear it. Uh, don't misunderstand me, you two. It's only that for me, the difference between living and dying is very slight. I'd rather wish your friend had potted me into eternity. I'll go get your wife, Mr. Bryan. No, no. No. Leave her there with her newfound excitements. Two new men. That can make Lucy very happy. See? This occasion is a rare delicacy for Lucy. Life with me on my island bores her. It's bored her for 12 years. You could have taken her away. Anywhere in the world she wanted to go. Then maybe she'd be with you on your head. You mean the gold. The gold you and your friends are so hungry for? <laughs> You're quite right. I could have used it for that, but I have no taste for it. Then this wasn't a college boy's fairy tale. There is gold here, Mr. Bryan. Enough to make all men kneel at your feet, Miss Duval. I need gold for that slate. You heard what the man said. Then listen more to what I say. This is your fee for probing in my shoulder, for trespassing on a world I meant to keep for myself. Wash up, slate. Get your money and let's get out of here. Not money, Mr. Val. A suggestion. I suggest you and Mr. Shannon take your friends and get off my island. I suggest you forget its existence. I suggest you will never find what you're looking for. <laughs> Except that. Except the sound of death. Good night, you two. Sleep well. The bad guy always talks like that. Guys, you too. That's Sleep not. Sleep well. Yeah, he doesn't talk exactly like that. Yeah, yeah. The bad guys always sound like that. You yeah. never hear a bad guy talking like, "Hi, Lisa, how are you?" <laughs> the bad guy. And then there's you. Right. The bad guy's always like, "Hey, Slate Shannon, yeah. whatever you do, I'm well, gonna. That's death, right you there." You know, they only have their voice to work with. So oh, this is true. You know, they, they would. Yeah, I could just see the directors. They'd be like, "All right, uh, let me hear your voice." I talk like this. You're there a bad you guy. Oh, there you go. How do you talk? Well, I talk like this. You're a good guy. I right, put you over here. And they don't have their bodies. They don't have their expression. You're a bad girl. Oh, I know that. You're a bad girl. <laughs> very bad. Very yeah, very me. naughty you, you girl. You got you got very, me. Lisa's very you naughty. Got me. <laughs> um, so that's I could just imagine that's what they did back then. Let's uh, let me have a table read here. A little table read going on. And as soon as a guy talks like this a little bit, you're the bad guy. Yeah, well, it's kind of fun to be yeah. a bad guy. It is. You know. It's like... Uh, when, you're, when you're playing, it's fun. Right, it is, you know. Okay, so that's uh, Bold Venture. First right. portion, we'll get back to Humphrey Bogart and Lauren Bacall in just a few minutes. But it's time now for another Ben Stiller movie clip. All right, this is a uh, one of the funniest movies ever made, in my opinion. 2001 comedy starring Ben Stiller. He also directed it. You think you're too cool for school? But I got a newsflash for you, Walter Cronkite. You aren't. Got it, Lisa? <laughs> of course, Carl. You and I and Mike Estella and your husband and Dan's 
and uh, and Mike's uh, fiance at the time. We all watched this movie at your house. Remember? Yes, we are part of Don't it. Don't say the name of the movie. I didn't. You uh, you made an unbelievable call to a Chinese place that day, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I know how to do it right. You know, and she had Chinese, and we watched this movie. We, we all laughed. We, you can come over to my you, house and we'll have Chinese was, food anytime. Lisa had just moved into her mansion, yeah. and she invited us all over there. Well, and at least I, I got that. lost. I got lost. I still I get lost. <laughs> I couldn't find. I was all turned around. I always get lost. Like it's what, 30,000, 40,000 square feet? Yeah, like something like that. All right right so, around there. Yeah, 2001 comedy. Take a listen. You think you're too cool for school? But I got a newsflash for you, Walter Cronkite. You aren't. If you know what movie this is, give us a call right now, toll free, 855-360-H360. The H is a four. You think you're too cool for school. But I got a newsflash for you, Walter Cronkite. You aren't. You know, they made a, uh, a, a two. Yes, a no, a two. I was trying not to say Don't anything, say so I didn't it, give it away. It's coming out soon. You're I can't giving wait. it away. Call toll-free 855-360-H360. The H is a four. If you get through and identify what movie that is with Ben Stiller, he also directed it, you will win some fabulous prizes that my crabby brother will send you. Lisa and I and Mike will be right back. Stick around. And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. Brought to you by Reader's Digest. All right. Welcome back to the show, everybody. Here is that movie clip with Ben Stiller again. You think you're too cool for school. But I got a newsflash for you, Walter Cronkite. You aren't. All right. Uh, Great film. One of the funniest movies of all time, in my opinion. Let's go out to Pennsylvania and talk with Jordan. What's up, Jordan? How are you? Hey, guys. What's up? Hey, you enjoying the show, I hope. Oh, yeah, as always. All right, excellent. So uh, what's this movie? That movie is starts with a Z yeah. and ends with a Y, and it, it's Zoolander. You got it. That's yeah. exactly right. Hey, you know they're making a Zoolander, too. Did you know that? Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going to go see that Me, one. too. I, you know what? I, I really like Zoolander. I, I think that uh, Ben Stiller's best work that was with Meet the Parents, in my opinion. Yeah. Meet the Parents series. Fantastic. I agree. Uh, I, like I agree with you, Jordan. That's, that's my favorite The guy can do ben it all. Stiller. He's a terrific yeah. actor. Very funny. Directs. He writes. He's great. Hey, buddy, you are a winner. My crabby brother will send you some fun prizes, okay? Awesome, man. Thank you, buddy. Thanks so much. Appreciate it. Uh, Jordan knew it, Lisa. He knew it. Did you know that he well, knew it? Well, he's a Ben Stiller fan, so I know. Here's a little you know. uh, trivia. Ben Stiller, Owen Wilson, Christine Taylor in this, along with Will Ferrell. Right. And uh, Derek Zoolander's blue steel look yes. evolved from Christine Taylor ribbing her husband, Ben Stiller, about the way he combs his hair in front of a mirror in real life. That's funny. I guess he must, like, do that face, you know? Like you, you yeah. do that. Yeah, well, I don't have any hair, so I... Uh, it's a little messy right now. Is it it's messy? It's tousled a yeah. bit. Yeah, <laughs> it's my, uh, it's a it's a wig, that's why. It's really not... I know. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it looks good <laughs> like that. <laughs> People sometimes say to me, you know, can I ask you a question, what... Is that is that your real hair? And I'm like, yeah, it's my real hair. What what else? I don't would it know be? why. I mean, like Rogaine hair. Or something. No, it's regular hair. It's just it, a, it's just... tousled a bit, Carl. No, it's not. Is it tousled? It is. Oh, not at all. <laughs> all right. Uh, what do we do? Get back I don't to this. Know. Let's, Let's do get it. back to Bold <laughs> Venture. You done good, college boy. You impressed Miss Bryan, I could tell. (laughs) 
Redheads and me, Joe, there's an affinity. I tell her the things I'd do for a girl like her if only I had money, so she whispers in my ear where her husband hit the loot. The other side of the island. Take it, she says. It's yours. And now you go to work on Miss DeVal, that sailor girl, huh, where? Hide someplace where you can watch me, Joe. Be a revelation to you. I couldn't live without it. You're on your own, college boy, now don't louse it. She'll love every minute of it. Goodbye, Joe. Oh, it's you. I thought You it... have the look of a girl who's sorry she's alone, Mr. Val. As if you were waiting for someone to knock at your door. <laughs> but not me. Right again. Not you. Uh, Mr. Shannon. Slate said he wanted to look around the island. Maybe you'll go find him for me. Uh, no. We've had a nice chat. Good night. You dislike me for shooting Mr. Bryan? I'll find other reasons. Give me time. Anything you ask, Mr. Val? I thought that if you're really tired of being alone, we could go for a walk. Tropic moon, the surf. Sometimes a girl wants things like that. Go beat on another shack, college boy. I've got strong sales resistance. Even with this gun in my hand? It could shoot your resistance full of holes, Mr. Val. It could. Why don't we walk, Mr. Val? You and I. Sailor! Sailor, get decent and open the door. I thought maybe you'd like to walk. Walk right in. Huh? Walk right in, Shannon. Don't ever argue with a 45 walk. Good. Turn around, Shannon. What did you do with Sailor? Bite your lip, kid. Bite it hard. <clears throat> you stay unconscious too long, Shannon. You rot. Come on. Come on, Slate. Oh, you'll have to do better than that. Uh, what the... Oh, that's better. Uh, Open your eyes. Uh, uh, help me up. Mm-hmm. Uh, thanks. Where's Sailor? In the boat. I guess she's in the boat. Look out the window. Huh? Yeah. Hey, the boat... Gone? That's right. She's in the boat, only the boat's gone. She said it would be here. She said all we have to do is dig right here. I'm ready to cross me off. Keep your sweat for the digging, college boy. It'll be here. How's that dig? Maybe if he digs hard enough, it'll turn out to be his grave. You're real funny, Mr. Val. You run a boat good and you're real funny. What did you do to Slate? Did I forget to tell you? I hit him on the head. With the butt end of this forty-five. It must have hurt him because he didn't talk back. That's what I'd done with Slate. You dig for a while, Joe. I want to tell a lady about the splendors of where we are. Little known facts. She'll enjoy it. Do that, college boy. Maybe it'll do something for me, too. <laughs> this lagoon you sell us into, Mr. Valley. <laughs> It's 
really just a saltwater lake filling up a hole that used to be a volcano. Imagine that. And all of this, this cove with these sheer cliffs all around, rising up into the sky like a cry for help. Stunning, isn't it? It makes me weep, the sheer stunningness of it. And that hurricane hovering over us like a black-winged bird. But it won't touch us here. Because Mother Nature built this place so no storm could touch it. Hammers for the million things. And on the other side of the island, you're Mr. Shannon. The redhead, her husband, all at the mercy of a tropical hurricane and no place to hide. Will you cry for Mr. Shannon? Oh, I, I found it, kid. It's here. Just like she said, it's all here, wrapped in an old sail. Yeah, let me look at it, Joe. Get out of the way so I can look at it. We're through here, kid. Yeah. Yeah. Make the boat ready, Mr. Val. We're sailing away from this lovely place. Wrong again, college boy. What? The black-winged hurricane, remember? The one you were telling me about? Boats die in it. Even with me sailing them. Joe, she's right. We wait here till it blows away. <laughs> I don't mind, Joe. I don't mind a bit. I got the gold to keep me warm. <laughs> and the whole thing strikes you funny. Well, consider it, Shannon. Look at it the way I do and join me in a big fat laugh. Yeah, I know. It's about your husband. You're getting a reaction from his shoulder wound. Him? Lying in our shack, drinking up all this tropical paradise? Him? Mm -mm. No, nope. You want to know what makes me laugh? I can see it from here. The moon. I can see it. A fire moon. A hurricane moon. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, Mrs. Bryan. It's an intimate time. Say to Lucy, I'll answer you. Where did they take Sailor? Lucy. Where did they take her, Lucy? Now we're intimate and you worry about Sailor. So help me up. You gonna hit me? Go ahead if you operate that way. Cheney and Whit put her on the boat because she can navigate out of this reef. Tell me where they went. The other side of the island. We could cuddle up, make a song out of that. That's where the loot is, isn't it? It's where I help Mark Berrien. Ah, now I know what's funny. I'll laugh at you and you laugh at me. That's one way of spending a hurricane. Maybe you're not impressed. That hurricane's really coming. Listen to me, Lucy. I didn't figure it, Shannon. Whenever someone whispers in my ear, I tingle all over. I told him where the treasure was, and they ran out on me. And we gotta get out of here. None of us is getting out of here. How do we get to the other side of the island? Why? What for? You've got to listen to me, Lucy. The other side of the island, we've got to get there. You know a way, don't you? It's far. We'll get your husband. He can walk. We can't leave him here. It's far. Can't be too far. It's a small island, Lucy. You miss the mood, huh, Shannon? Sure. Sure, I'll take you. All you gotta do is hold my hand. You know something, Joe? What? I'm glad we're down here, not up there. People could die up there on top of the island in that hurricane, and we don't want to die, do we, Joe? That's right, kid. I sit here and I dream of what I can do with all this loot. Makes me shudder. Sends chills down my back. Care to share it with me, Mr. Rock? Maybe I would. What? Because I see you in a new light, college boy. That would be the reflection of all this gold, wouldn't it? That's part of it. Tell me, what else would there be? You, the way you are. The dark things you stir up in a girl once she gets to know you. And when did this wonderful thing happen to me? It began when you came into Shannon's place. 
It built when you shot Mr. Bryant. And the way you handled me when you made me bring you here in the boat. I liked it. You surprised me. I didn't figure for this kind of girl. No? How do you figure me, Joe? I don't have to, I know. Leave her alone, kid. She's got a point, Joe. It interests me. We, uh, burn up dreams, you and me, huh, Sarah? Burn them. Blow the ashes away. Start new ones. Whatever you say. Uh-huh. Joe? What's the matter, you kid? You going crazy? Put that gun away before I slap you across the mouth with it. You won't be able to do that, Joe. I'll tell you why. That's why, Joe. Brush your cheek against mine, sailor. I'm in love. You okay, Brian? Now, you didn't have to take me. Two of you could make it faster. You lean on me. Leave him alone, Shannon. What's the matter with you? I said leave him alone. Do you love him all of a sudden? Shut up. How much further? I will never make it. Never. Down that crater. There's a passageway that leads to the other side. Then we can... Three, watch out. Oh! Oh! Mark. Mark. Help me with him. Help me. Oh, it's no use. Help me with you. I can't. I... I... Can't budge the tree. Come on, Lucy. You can't help him. Lucy. Get out of here. Get out. You can't stay here. I did wrong, Mark. I did wrong in this happened. My fault, Mark. He's dead. No. No, it isn't my fault. It's your fault, Shannon. Coming here with that boat. Those men. Get out. Get out, will you, and leave me with my husband. The wind's dying. You'll be all right. Can't you understand? I want to be with Mark. Tell him how sorry I am. Wind's just about gone, Sailor. Let's go see all those pretty places we were going to see. Huh? Maybe we ought to stay around for a while. Maybe the hurricane will start up all over again. No, it never does. Let's go. I think we ought to wait. Come on. Give me a hand with this stuff. Wait. Come on, I said. <laughs> Look at it, baby. How much do you think there is there? I wouldn't know. It would be enough for what we want it for. That's a happy sound, huh? <laughs> Wait a minute. Well, 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 what do you know? Look what the storm blew in. Slate. Slate Shannon, trying to be quiet as a mouse. You're clumsy, Mr. Shannon. Try it with your hands in the air. You all right, sailor? Yes, she's fine. I'm going to have to tell you something, Mr. Shannon. You're going to have to die. I'm going to have to kill you. Let him be, Whit. Just let him be. I asked you something, sailor. I asked you if you're all right. You didn't tell me. Slate, don't come near me. He'll kill you. No, you're wrong. I won't kill him. You'll kill him. You're fond of me, remember? Here, take my gun. Go on, take it. That's right. Now I'll shoot him. You're not a very bright college boy, are you, Whit? Bye, Betty Cap. Don't point the gun at me. Point it at him. 
Go ahead, shoot him. Don't come any closer. Sailor, let him have it. I warned you, Whit. You aren't really fond of me at all, Sailor. Stay where you are, Mr. Shannon. This other gun, Joe's gun, is loaded. All the bullets in the gun Sailor's holding are in Joe. What do you do with us now? Kill us both? Only you. Slate. You tried, Sailor. Pick up that sailcloth with the coins in it. Pick it up, Shannon. That's right. Might as well lead a short and useful life. Now carry it over to the boat. Show them the way, Sailor. That's right. You get your feet wet, but it won't matter. What are you going to do with all this money? Convert it into coin of the realm, then live. <laughs> Sailor helped me plan the whole thing. Dry him off first. Why, you... Watch it, Sailor. I'll tell you... Start holding your breath, wet. What do you know? Short-winded. Slate, you'll kill him. Don't suggest anything, sailor. Let him up. See? I let him up. He's breathing, too. Maybe they'll put a stop to that in Havana. piece of eight. <laughs> Mrs. Bryan said you could take all you wanted. Well, this is all I wanted. Flip it. What for? Well, it's night. I want to go for a walk on the beach. You never want to take me. All right. Heads, I'll take you. Tails, I won't. Tails, I won't. Two out of three, Slate. Oh. Tails again. Sailor. Uh-huh. Three out of five. Isn't that the way we play it? And so our two stars, Humphrey Bogart and Lauren Bacall, have brought to a close our latest Bold Venture story. Special music was composed and conducted by David Rose. May we invite you to listen again next week at this time for another exciting adventure starring... Humphrey Bogart and Lauren Bacall, together in Bold Venture. All right, that is Bold Venture, broadcast date of November 18, 1951, called Spanish Gold, starring Humphrey Bogart and Lauren Bacall in the cast, Barton Yarborough, Tony Barrett, and Betty Lou Gerson. It was a syndicated program with uh, two of the biggest names in Hollywood in uh, the golden age of uh, movies. That was Humphrey Bogart and Lauren Bacall. Hope you enjoyed Bold Venture. All right, Lisa, one of our sponsors is Cat's Pride, which makes the best kitty litter on the planet. They have a new kitty litter called Fresh and Light, which is half the weight of any other kitty litter, and it has the same absorption. And they are uh, our sponsor, and they have a contest going on. You want to talk about it? Yes, we have one every single month, and we are hoping that you will send a picture with you and your cat and your name and your cat's name and city and state to catspridephoto at gmail.com. At the end of each month, Dan Jaffe, the CEO of Cat's Pride, will pick one lucky winner who will win an entire year supply of kitty litter 
We will be doing this every single month, so um, you can hope to win by the end of this month. We still haven't had our November drawing yet. And if it doesn't work out for you November, send it again in December, January, February, and keep going, and maybe you can win a year supply. Right. Someone has to win. Yes. Why not you? Definitely. Just take a picture of you and your cat and email that to us at catspridephoto at gmail.com. Once again, catspridephoto at gmail.com. When you do that, uh, Mike Estella will post your picture on our Facebook page, and you will automatically be entered in our contest each month. And it's fun to see the cats, and it's fun to hear about your story. A lot of people tell us little stories about how they got the cats or about the cats or the relationship with the cats, and it's actually very sweet. Right, and Dan Jaffe just randomly, we put them all the names in a hat. He picks a name. And that yeah. person wins. So it could be you. It's fun. So send it in, and you can send it in every single month. Take a picture of you and your cat. Mail it to, uh, e- uh, email it to us here at catspridephoto at gmail.com. And maybe you will win a year's supply of Cat's Pride kitty litter. All right, let's take a break. Then it's more here on Hollywood 360. Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360. Brought to you by Reader's Digest. All right, Lisa Wolf, this is Hollywood 360, and I am your genial host, Carl Amari. I am your co Amory. I am your co genial host. A lot of people call me <laughs> Amory. You know, like, once you go to restaurants and you're like, you give your name and then they read it. Like, okay, Mr. Amory. I could see that. Yeah, or I'll get. And that's usually what they say. They don't usually say it right. So do you correct them or just no, go with that? No, I just go with it. Doesn't matter. No. At that point, I'm, I'm hungry by then. I just want to sit down <laughs> and eat. <laughs> yeah, mine's usually wrong, too. It's, it's wolf or it's wolf or sometimes it's wolf and it gets right. really confusing. Right, right, right. I know. That's a tough, tough, tough. Sometimes there's an E yeah, on the end. Name. There could be two Fs. I think you know. the other day, remember, I wrote an E on the end. of I was writing Lisa's uh, you payroll wrote, check. You wrote a check to me with the wrong name. But I wrote luckily, Lisa W-O-L-F-E. I still cashed it. <laughs> and then she was like, you put an E on the end of my name. I'm like, oh, sorry. You know, I'm it's so only used been to, like 10 years. Well, I'm used to... Uh, you know, with the Lisa Wolf thing, uh, with uh, Nero Wolf. Yeah. All right, when we come back, it's the Hall of Fantasy and Bill Stern Sports Newsreel and Bill's guest, Jack Benny. You're going to love that. Uh, don't miss Hall of Fantasy and Bill Stern in our next hour. Hollywood 360 with Lisa Wolf with an E on the end of her no. name and Mike Estella return after these words.